Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back, Training for Manhood listeners. I've got Jarrett Stevens, good friend, uh, pastor down at Champion Forest Baptist Church down in Houston, Texas. Uh, and we're, we're going to have a, another conversation. Uh, we just talked about the importance uh, of being in a good church. Um, but one of the things uh, that I've found uh, just in my own life of watching um, individuals, watching people and people very close to me is um, there's an important principle um, that we're going to get uh, in life. And, and, and really, it comes from Scripture um, that I want to talk about just uh, for men. Uh, it's going to be maybe it's going to seem a little weird, a little odd or a little unusual. So I'm just going to dive into it and we'll see where we go. Uh, but it's the importance of the value of forgiveness uh, and just uh, learning how to ask for forgiveness when you've wronged somebody and also learning how to forgive uh, when you've been wronged. Uh, and I know, um, Jarrett, you've got kind of a, a personal history um, of, uh, of you know, abuse in your childhood. Uh, and you've had to you've had to work through that concept of being wronged by somebody and learning how to forgive. So give the listeners just a, a little bit of background in the story and, and how that has played out in your life. Yeah, I would love to. Um, you know, I tell people my love language, our family's love language growing up was sports. My dad played college football and uh, he was always coaching us growing up football, baseball, basketball. And I had an older brother. And so oftentimes uh, my dad couldn't coach both teams. So, you know, if he was coaching my brother's team, I would be on a, another team a couple years younger than my brother. And uh, there was a little league coach there uh, that uh, if you wanted to win, you were always on his team. And uh, he was well known in the community. And uh, bottom line is, uh, from the ages of eight to 12, uh, I played on a couple of his teams through those years. And during those years, uh, he was sexually abusing me. And I never told anybody. Uh, was just, you know, for all of the same reasons that you hear about on abuse, whether you're embarrassed, mm -hmm. ashamed or not knowing, you know, I didn't know what my dad would do if I would tell them. And so I just kept it on silent, never said anything until I was 19 years old. And I was uh, serving as a summer intern at my home church. And the spirit of God was just all over me that uh, I needed to, to open up and share what had happened. I need to tell somebody. And so uh, I went, told my student pastor, and that led to a series of uh, events where uh, ultimately I told my parents and uh, ultimately I had to confront my abuser. And uh, one of the things going in to confront my abuser uh, was I wanted to forgive him. Mm. And uh, long story short, you know, I believe justice needed to be served and justice was served. He was arrested uh, and uh, ultimately prosecuted. But um, the key thing for me was not the prosecution and the arrest. I'm glad that that happened. And, and like I said, I think it needed to. Uh, but it was the power of forgiveness and just letting go. And that's what the word forgive means uh, is to let go. And uh, in my study of scripture, Dan, and in my counseling of people through the years, I have found oftentimes that it is not being able to let go of somebody uh, offending that has caused so much bitterness to well up in people's hearts that have turned to anger, caused anxiety, mental health issues. Much of it is related and goes back to not being able to forgive or let go of being offended or an offense happening to you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up because that's a um, such a great statement. You said 
that I think when I talk to people about forgiving somebody that has um, um, wronged them, that has offended them, that has abused them, um, is, the, is the whole idea of justice. Um, that somehow by me forgiving somebody else, um, that I'm saying that, that, that was, what they did was okay. Right. That, that, that people compute those two things. And, and you know, obviously you're not saying that. You're not saying that what the person did was okay, um, but you have to learn how to let go um, you know, when, when the Bible talks about vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? It's it's the idea that um, ultimately people will stand before God, right? Um, right. But but even, you know, just uh, justice that happens here on earth, um, yeah. you can still seek justice and forgive somebody. Absolutely. And I think putting those two together, it doesn't mean that one has to be mutually exclusive. Absolutely. And I'm also not saying that when you forgive, you forget, you know, okay. I'm uh-huh. going to forget uh, the abuse. I mean, it's just not, it's a reality. It's always going to be with me. I'm also not saying when I forgive that, uh, we're going to be best friends, you know, the coach that abused me, he's not in my top five on my call list. You know, Uh, I'm not saying that that's somebody that I want to have a relationship with or friendship with or anything like that. I'm just saying that I'm not going to let what they did to me take hold in my life, uh, and, and have a stronghold in my life. And, uh, take up any more residence in my heart or in my head as to what they did to me. And so, you know, I look at it, uh, you know, from a Christian worldview, I think that's the only way we can look at it as believers. And when I look at the cross of the Lord Jesus and what he forgave me for, um, and, you know, you look at his, his, the Lord's prayer where forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I find it very interesting in that Lord's prayer, Dan, that the only commentary on the Lord's prayer has to do with forgiveness, where Jesus says, you know, you, if you forgive others, your heavenly father forgive you. If you don't forgive others, he will not forgive you. And so this forgiveness is a big, big deal. I'm not saying it's easy. I have a saying that if you're working on forgiveness, you are, uh, because some people think, man, I can never, uh, you know, I'm never going to be able to do that. But if you're working towards it, you are. And uh, that's to be commended. It's not easy, but through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can reach a point where we can forgive. Yeah. And I think the Bible um, gives that, um, that great example. Um, You know, it talks about the parable of the unforgiving servant, that idea of, you know, a person who um, owed a, you know, a huge debt and he went to the person and he asked for forgiveness and the person you know, forgave this massive debt. And then he turned around, he walks outside and somebody owes him a little bit and he refuses to forgive him. All right. So the, you know, the guy that forgave him the huge debt takes him and throws him into prison. And that idea that you said, right, is because we've been forgiven, we have the opportunity to forgive. Um, and I, I think you know, we don't, we don't want to minimize what other people have done to us, but I think we, we minimize our own sin against God, our own rebellion and what we've been forgiven so that we can turn around and say, yes, because somebody's hurt me, because somebody's offended me, because somebody has wronged me, right? When I compare that to the infinite uh, gap that Christ overcame, right? right. In, in doing the work that he did, right? Then I can forgive somebody else. What about mm-hmm. the idea though? Um, what if the person doesn't ask forgiveness, doesn't seek forgiveness, right? Doesn't, isn't even repentant. Uh, can you still forgive? Yes, you can. And according to the scriptures, right, we do whatever is in our power to live at peace with that person. And so uh, your forgiveness of someone is not contingent upon them recognizing uh, that they've even hurt you or offended you. And I think that's very important to get past because a lot of people say, well, they don't even, you know, they won't even acknowledge it. They don't even know that what they've done. And that's the point, right? So you're letting something that they don't even know, realize, even if you possibly confronted it on it, maybe would not even admit it. Um, You're letting that 
affect your life. And so I argue for people, man, you need good uh, this replacement theology. And I'm not talking about the replacement theology that we're, that, that you're talking about. When I say replacement theology, I'm talking about that Ephesians chapter four, where the Bible says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And so you replace that bitterness and that anger and that wrath, you replace it with kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness. That's what I mean when I say replacement theology. That's what we've got to get uh, to, to people. And whether they ever recognize it or not is not the point. It's, it's, it's what God's doing in your heart. Yeah. Two books that have helped me kind of work through this. Um, one was The Bait of Satan um, by, um, by Bevere, uh, which you know brings out that, that particular parable. Um, and puts it in front of you and basically says, um, if you're not willing to f- forgive other people, you have to check and ask, have you been forgiven by God? So he, he just lays it out there from that standpoint. The other one is when people are big and God is small um, yes. by Edward Welch. Um, just a, it's a great book. And it, it, a lot of that deals with the whole idea when you're, when you're holding on to something that somebody else has done, instead of letting go and letting God use that, right? You're, you're allowing a person uh, in a sense, to stand in between um, what God has allowed to happen, even though it's been bad, even though it's been wrong, even though it's been harmful, right? You're you're minimizing uh, kind of God's uh, plan for you. And we see that in the life of Joseph, um, you know, when his brothers, right, you know, sell him into slavery and, and, you know, wish that he were dead, right? And later on, right, Joseph actually says, hey, what you meant for evil, right, God used for good. And so sure. that that reminder to us that you know, just as an individual, um, when you focus on uh, the negative, when you focus on the offense, when you focus on the harm and you don't focus on God, what do you want me to learn from this? God, how can I forgive and move on from this? Um, I think that's a huge thing that you begin to see bitterness um, creep into a person's life. I have a person in my life that um, has not forgiven um, uh, you know, people for the harm that they have caused. And I just see bitterness. I see um, anger. I see anxiety. And it's weird. I can actually see it physically on the person, right? Yeah. In a sense, they, they've aged. Yeah. Uh, and when you see them, you just go, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, like you look terrible. And it's yeah. that, it's that, you know, that seed of unforgiveness and that seed of bitterness that they've allowed to creep in. Um, yeah. What would you say to the person then uh, who's wronged somebody? Um, how would you apologize when you found out um, that, you know, hey, I've done something to hurt somebody else. Uh, what's my responsibility to uh, make amends in that? How do I apologize as a man? Yeah, I would say, number one, do it as quickly as possible. So you want to get to them. Uh, you want to confront it. You know, confrontation is an opportunity for growth. Uh, we hate confrontation as, as and I don't know of a lot of people that just love confrontation. If they do, they probably need, you know, a little bit of help and, you know, a little <laughs> bit of counseling. Um, we, we, as humans, you know, being confronted with something is not always great or confronting someone with something, uh, but it's an opportunity for growth. And if if there is uh, an offense and it's on you, man, and get to that person as soon as possible. And, uh, look, I've got a, I've got a great example of this Uh, two weeks ago, uh, at the time of this recording, um, I was in a room with someone who I knew, uh, had harbored some anger toward me for something that was done. And Mm -hmm. I'd done nothing intentionally. I'd done nothing premeditated. uh, And, but I just knew, you know what, I need to ask his forgiveness for for anything that I've done. And so I, I, I went straight to him. I looked him in the eyes. I said, listen, um, uh, if I've done anything uh, to offend you, 
uh, or uh, if I've done anything to hurt you, I want you to know I am so sorry. I ask your forgiveness, and I want you to know that I promise you from the bottom of my heart, it wasn't premeditated or intentional. And so it was just an, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was to his face. It was honest. It was transparent. It, I think it came from a, a humble place. And so that's, that's kind of what I would say, not holding myself up as an example, but I, I'm saying I would, I would confront, I would do it in a spirit of humility. I would mm-hmm. apologize and I would ask forgiveness and perfect. If they, don't, if they choose not to, they don't, but uh, as you know, I just go back to Romans. I think it's Romans 14, you know, as much as it is up to you live in peace with that. Person. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I mean, you kind of gave us a little game plan. Um, you know, one, do it quickly um, Two, do it to the individual. Um, you know, three, make sure that you're apologizing for what you know, right? What, what you said is you didn't know specifically. I always say, if, if you know specifically, name it, say it, right? I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for what, what it is that I did that I offended you, right? Um, do not apologize with the, I'm sorry that you were offended. Right. right. <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry that you didn't. I'm sorry that you heard it that way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. That's not an apology. Okay. Right. So if you're, if you're sorry that you truly have hurt somebody, right, it's okay to say that. I'm sorry that I hurt you when I said this or when this happened, even if it was unintentional, as, as you said, right. And, and sometimes, you know, um, you know, what you desire, right, is not the way that it's received. And you can apologize for that. It's okay yeah. to say, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, what I did um, hurt you and I didn't intend it to be that way. And, you know, please forgive me. Cause that's the other part is, is asking for forgiveness. Right. And then what you said at the end is um, that's where your job ends. And the other person, they may forgive you. Right. And that may, may be a reconciliation and that you can go on. They may not forgive you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we just talked about that before is the whole harboring of, you know, bitterness and unforgiveness. And, you know, that that's on them. That's not on you. You don't have to do anymore to seek forgiveness. Uh, once you've done that, and, and I hope that, you know, if somebody would do that and be willing to do that to you, that you'd be willing to forgive. Um, but that's just such an important process to go through as a man. Um, I do it often uh, with my kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where, you know, my kids are, it's like, you know, I, I want to be the best parent possible. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are, there are so many times that I have to ask for forgiveness from Same. my kids. Same. Um, and I apologize to my kids. I do it often with my wife. Um, where, you know, I've, I've done something to hurt her feelings. I've done something to offend her. I've done something not to uplift her. And I have to apologize, apologize to her. Um, yeah. I've done it here at the workplace. Um, I've had to actually send out an official, right. You know, email, a letter, yeah. like a, you know, statement, like I'm so sorry. Right. And I, I've done it. And I, I think, you know, you have to do those things as a man, uh, as you said in, you know, earlier, you know, take the bull by the horns, you just grab it, you do it and get it done. As a man, and that's who's listening to this podcast, man, man right. get good at eating crow. It's what we do, man. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, okay. We're going to mess this thing up. Now, we're- now here's the deal. You, you did say, um, you know, those people who like conflict, there's something wrong with them. Okay, so yeah. here's the deal. In, in Proverbs, when it talks about Proverbs 27, right, is iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Right. Okay, the word the word conflict literally means right the the banging together the yes. the, the bringing together of two different ideas right producing a spark. That's right. So I'm just going to tell you right you don't really grow in a lot of areas of your life without conflict. That's right. And so That's when, when say it is an opportunity for growth, it is an opportunity for growth. So you and may if not you look at it that way. It'll exactly. look, you may not look, like mm-hmm. right exactly. You may not like conflict, but if you like growth, if you want to be a different man. 10 years from now than you are today. I'm just going to tell you that the way that that's going to happen is through a series of conflict, through a yeah. series of things that you're going to grow in, you're going to mature in, right? If you want to stay the same yeah, and you want, you want to be the same kid when you're 15 that you are when you're 25, 35, 45, 
right? That's going to be an awful process to go through and nobody wants to be around you. Yeah. Listen to your echo chamber. Never want to be stretched. Never want to be held accountable. Right. Uh, no thanks. No yeah, thanks. And, and, and here's the, we, we know plenty of those people. Yeah. Don't be one of those people. Exactly. Learn how to apologize and learn how to forgive. Amen to that. Any last and, words for them? Yes. Yes. Uh, model Jesus, right? I mean, this okay. is who we look to. Um, Jesus is our ultimate example. And I just think of him on the cross mm. where he, in the Greek, repetitiously said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They didn't know what they were doing was as bad as what they, you know, they didn't, they had no idea. Uh, and yet. And, Jesus, hey, and the word, the word they, Father, right? Yes. Yeah. You can stick my name in there. Yeah, it extends <laughs> down. <laughs> exactly. Because when Jesus is looking, he's not just looking at, you know, my ancestors, the Romans. Thank you, Italians. Right. He, I mean, he's Dan, Dan Panetti, right, in, in 2022. Yep. And right? if somebody for, does come and ask for forgiveness, again, be like Jesus, who uh, forgets it, separates our sins as far as the east from the west. I'm so glad right. that our advocate doesn't yes. hold our sins over our head. Yes. Very good. Well, Jared, I appreciate the time. Thanks for sharing. Love you, Dan. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, Be strong and show yourself a man.